Hello and welcome to YouTube's favorite comic book channel, Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Before we begin today, I want to remind everyone that we do have a Cartoonist Kayfabe Patreon now. Three different levels will give you access to our videos early and at the King Kayfaber level, you actually sit in on the recording session and have a lot of fun like, uh, well, in between recording sessions, we get into some fun conversations that are a little extra bonus. It'll also give you a leg up on the kayfabe effect, so check out the Patreon, see what level works for you. The other best way to support our channel is we are working cartoonists. You see our bibliography in front of you on the screen right now. Buy our books. Best thing you can do to uh, keep the channel coming to you daily. And we've got some big books coming out this year. Ed Pisker's Hip Hop Family Tree Omnibus will be out later this year. Pre-orders do now, so you want to put your name on a copy before those things sell out. That is a collection of all the Hip Hop Family Tree material, including 140 extra pages. Many created brand new for this collection, so you're going to want that on your shelf. Red Room Season 3, Crypto Killers, will be starting up very soon. Four issues of that. Here's the issue number one cover, the issue number two cover. There are also some very cool variants that will be available, including my variant, an homage to Youngblood number one. You can also pick up X-Men Grand Design, three volumes and an omnibus, WYSIWYG if you're lucky, and the two initial Red Room trade paperbacks. My next book is Street Angel Princess of Poverty, coming out this summer from Image Comics. We'll collect all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel Deadly Squirrel Live, also available from Image Comics, so pre-order that one today. You can also pick up Hulk Grand Design, as well as The Plain Janes. But Ed, we are here today for the makers. We are going to look at a classic Andrew Loomis's figure drawing for all it's worth. This is one of those books that, man, if you were reading interviews with comic book artists and trying to figure out like, how do you get better? How do you learn anatomy? Andrew Loomis's books were constantly referenced by comic book pros, has a whole series of these, and they've recently been reissued. Yes. So this was a, uh, a reissue that I picked up within the last couple of years. You know, they were out of print for a long time, but now you can kind of find them. So out of print for decades and it must have been so ubiquitous at a certain point because it was uh sh shouts to uncle steve lieber man at comic conventions he would have like a little leaflet like a little flyer that he would have two young, young makers it was like the coolest thing because it's like nobody you know he's not an editor or nothing yeah but people come up and to like show off submissions had this little paper and with two sections one section was like comics reference stuff. So it was uh, comics and sequential art by Will Lasner. It was understanding comics, Scott McCloud. And then the art books, figure drawing for all it's worth, Andrew Loomis and the George Bridgman constructive anatomy book. So you get that paper. There's your mar marching orders. You could get everything. You could get freaking George Bridgman's constructive anatomy at like Walden books. And it's, there's so many, you know, Dover press, like those motherfuckers could print stuff. It's such a high volume that it costs like 10 bucks or something. Could never find this. Couldn't find this in the library system in all of the Pittsburgh Carnegie libraries. It was only like, I mean, maybe the Indicia here will tell you, but I swear within the past 10 years. Yeah. Um, this edition is 2011, and it's uh, Titan Books is who put this out, so they may be doing subsequent printings as well. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, nearly as hard to get now, but that initial copyright, 43. So it's something that served generations of, uh, you know, aspiring figure artists. And I swear to God, the last print run before they reissued it was the 60s. Like, I don't think it was in circulation for a good chunk of time. Uh, you see all these techniques. You see the styles. Um, I, I often in between projects and stuff, we'll go back and do some of the exercises to try to 
try to loosen up my my figure work a little bit try to understand those hips uh, a little bit more and he has good examples in here but there are guys who take his stuff for gospel this will be your steve rudes and alex ross are the two i think of as like those are the disciples specifically rude in his comics work because the there are so many methods and materials that Loomis uses in this book. We just saw some coquille board earlier mm -hmm. and Steve Rude will incorporate that into his comics work uh, when appropriate. Yeah. And a lot of stress on things like proportions and he gives them in a variety of ways. Like we're seeing headshots here, but we're going to see things where it's like uh, a third of the body, you know, being like knees, belly button, top part, and like just breaking this stuff down over and over to really try to, make it visually representative something that you could actually like remember like okay it's four of these units high or it's you know two torsos and, and stuff like that and you see it here like now we're going to put it in various perspectives yeah which of course this is written as like a um for the illustrator yeah for somebody who's going to be doing jobs where they got to draw figures into uh sketches and into uh finished illustrations there are people who are not makers who, who are watching this just out of curiosity too and like pointing out certain things like you don't know it until you like really under like see it but like this farther foot is shorter than this foot in perspective and as a young maker that feels wrong to do mm -hmm. it looks right and you're not questioning anything but when you're putting the marks down and you're like what i gotta draw this foot this leg smaller it doesn't feel right consciously so like to see the breakdown it just makes more sense. He doesn't, there's a lot of like emphasis on perspective, but at one point in here, he says, if you don't know perspective, go get a book on perspective. You gotta learn perspective. But there's tons of this stuff where like you see these cross sections and this is how you mark a center point in perspective, uh, you know, one overall, but then even the subdivisions of it. And this cross section that you point out, Ed, with the shorter foot, we're gonna see more and more of those where like he's drawing kind of a three-dimensional figure, but also drawing that, what it would look like if it were like just two dimensions if you cut that figure in half this was um you know like stuff like this would be really mind-blowing for me when i was looking at this book the first time and this is actually a book i got hold of in high school and was copying uh reproductions and i brought some of that sketchbook that's awesome where it was like trying to learn anatomy but here's some of the perspective stuff we've was, done was we, it in your library like yeah how, i must have it? pulled it out of I, I don't i can't remember if it would have been my school library but i'm betting i pulled it out of my high school library um this is something that i can remember early in the wizard coverage whenever they're talking like bart sears doing perspective of this type of thing and how you actually do like okay if you're below the horizon line maybe you're two heads below so if the person's all the way in the back or all the way in the front it's still two heads you know relative to that person but some of this stuff is it looks like so much math Right, and, and, and you could be 100% accurate all the time, and it takes some sexiness away. The, the greats can fudge it, and it doesn't matter. And you even know it's wrong, but as a composition, in terms of an interesting, fun illustration, it totally works. See, that this shorthand, this is the stuff that's like so important to me. Because like so many people, and even me for years and years, I'm building my figures like uh action figures where there's like this like torso piece and the leg comes down the widest part of a person's body is this ball joint yep uh not the not the ball but like the the, the hip the, the hip part that's the widest part of the body and it comes out so the legs don't come down they come out and down and you see that there's never straight lines and stuff like 
you if you get perfect at these like you really master this you're 90 percent of the way there yeah and this stuff would always stuff. um it would blow my mind and this was very hard to be disciplined and try to do as a kid because like I'm looking at finished drawings. Right, like, that's yeah, what you, you want would, to draw, but yeah. it's like, this is the stuff, if you can learn to do this, you know, like you see this figure dancing around, very tough. It's the stuff like, like when you go to a life drawing class, you know, I like to go to the Center for the Arts and do that stuff. And you do the 10 seconders, the, mm -hmm. the, yeah. the 30 seconders. And like, you just breeze because it's about proportion and gesture. And like, you see how so many people, like with what you were just saying about the finish, like they just noodle and are stressed like, what are, how am I supposed to, mad? How am I supposed to draw this in 10 seconds? And it's like, it's not about this. This is that cross section that I was talking about where you see like, this is the side view, this is your front view, and then this is a three quarters, but you can see that side view in the middle. You know, like it's still, he stresses like, remember the volume part as you're like building out these figures. And I think that's a really good tip. You know, like if it were a head, this might be the piece that you're remembering in terms of like try to get that volume right he also does this where it's a very natural progression to go from the stick figure like bulk it up a little bit bulk it up more yeah and this is about where you need i think for um anatomy like this is what you got to know even more than having the exact construction of all of your muscles sure go go back one to to like the the vest part uh like like where should that one figure like like this this is a good place to like because like the back muscles mm -hmm. are so goofy when you look at a muscular person to know that it's like this like you know in the middle of the gluteus area right. you just kind of like bring this like vest and wrap it around like i found that to be very instructive it made me think of is it armatron there was like an early image comic that one of the colorists put out oh yeah it was Steve like this, armature this, this guy that you know is about like this figure yeah See, this is more of that cross section that I was talking about. And this is cool because it's perspective, right? Like here we're underneath that circle and up down here we're above it. That's the thing that people don't think about. Like if you have a face, if an eye is here, yeah, then you see the under part of this eyelid and the upper part of that eyelid. But if the eye is up here, you would not see that upper part of the bottom eyelid, but you would see the top. And, and like you need to know that stuff. This figure and perspective thing, I would admire so much how this looked and just struggle to draw that's, all of this. That's what I'm saying, because you have to draw that small leg yeah. back there, and, and it would just be too small compared to like this area and stuff. This is one of those that I think of as um, new cartoonist. You'll see a lot of flat figures, mm -hmm. and, uh, and that, that would always be a mark of like, really kind of like a Marvel DC guy who's like, oh yeah, they, know, they understand figure work well enough to at least give it this dynamic perspective version. And then like this stuff kind of blows my mind all scaled from this figure so like he's kind of showing like how these various breakdowns would work pretty complex stuff right and and this is a shit that you might see as a kid and go it's hopeless like there's no way i'm gonna get to be a cartoonist because i i don't even understand this and the truth is you don't need it but if you want to be hell foster you need it yeah and there is there is kind of the fake 90% of the way there will, will kind of get you to that illusion. And to me, it is that thing of like, okay, we're three quarters, all these figures, three quarters of their height from their horizon line. And then you can kind of build out from there. But the perspective stuff, man, like this, a figure laying down in perspective, good luck. Totally. Good we, luck. All, we talk about it all the time. Like, this should be on page put, 300. Where do you put that neck, you know? Yeah. like, Or the figure in perspective bending and twisting. But see, here's the thing. He's not taught. He, there's some kayfabe to it because 
he had a reference, I'm sure, for that. He's not doing that out of his head, that, that bent figure. And there's no mention of that in here. Once you get uh, deeper into this book, too, I think that this is the kind of thing like you can continue to reference throughout your life. Forever. I keep, it, I keep it right next to the table. I love this drawing, and it points out certain bumps on the body that are bones. This is where, you know, your ulna sticking out, your clavicle, like like all of these different pieces of the human anatomy. Your hip bone, Ed, you're talking about the widest point right there. There's a bone right under the surface at that widest point, you know? Well, unless you're super fat, maybe. <laughs> but, but, you know, like, I like knowing, like, certain of these bumps, they're not muscles. Like, you're not going to uh, squat your way to a bigger bone here. The one girl, I think that's helpful. The, the, I find it helpful. The one teacher at the Center for the Arts, she was so dope. She, she's, like, she's like, bone, muscle, tendon, fat pad. That's like, that's like what you're seeing at any point. So like, you know, this is a fat pad, mm -hmm. you know, these are tendons, like this is a, ten this is not a bone, that's right. a tendon, but there's a bone here. And, and like, just knowing what those pieces are as you're drawing and you kind of take your time, you know, you know, what you're drawing, like you, you're more mindful and it's, it's, you know, one of four or five things. And this gets really strange where like, it's probably not bad to understand this as you get deeper into drawing and drawing the human figure, but also like, it's so technical. You know, at some point, like it's probably more than the average cartoonist needs. But as you get better and better, like this will help you get better because you'll understand that construction. It, it's it's all star stuff. Like yeah. like 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 where these bones cross and stuff. And and also, Bridgman helps you better with this part because like constructive anatomy, where he treats the bones as like practical objects, will put like a hinge on it and stuff and show you like what what's possible this is like your bernie wrightson knows this shit when you see the fucking wrist yeah. bones and stuff like that this is we're getting to you know you could become a unicorn by dedicating yourself uh to 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 this stuff i love this kind of stuff so much coming up like this is stuff that i would always be looking at totally and, uh like bodybuilding was really big in the 90s so i'd see like those bodybuilding magazines yeah. it was the same deal like those guys that have no body fat and it was almost like you could you could probably body paint that dip them in red and it just looked like those muscles right but it's so technical you know like this is really like getting into the dissection of the muscles at, at art school they had us do this they had us uh they had us draw bones. Yep, we did that. And then you bring it in, get a grade for that, put a tracing paper over top of it, and I then like that. I and then that. and then you put the muscles on tracing paper, and then you get a grade for that. Yeah, I, I often think about the skills that cartoonists have, and anatomy is one of them. Like it's a it's a weird. You walk around with a knowledge of muscles and tendons and where stuff's attached. It's that's way above the average person on the street. But but dude, it's specific. It's it's the superhero type type cartoonist because uh, one of the big interviews Robert Crumb did when he was doing the book of Genesis was he was talking about uh, giving so much props to people who do mainstream kind yeah. of superhero comics who t can twist the figure up and all that. He was like, I had to learn how to draw human beings correctly from my mind without using reference all the time. Like, like I, I skated by for 40 years of a career without really having to, to do that. These mannequins, I think we've all seen, if you've ever gone through like an art school or gone to an art store, you'll see these. Just the worst. And I like seeing like, this is how to use them, where like they really are kind of a step of that shape, you know, that we were seeing earlier of like, draw this rough, you know, underdrawing, <laughs> like in a weird way that he's showing how the mannequin translates. Right, but even this that is, is super amazing. stiff compared to all, every other drawing in this. Look at that for a foot drawing. Oh, yeah. Four toes, though. So <laughs> add that to the zine of uh, <laughs> misnumbered digits. 
and he plays a little bit with materials in here. There's not a big emphasis on it, but uh, you'll see a few like uh, line drawings versus pencil drawings and things. I love this stuff. Yeah, this is huge for me. Um, I can remember compilations somewhere of like a face lit in all these different ways. And it might've been something an artist had assembled for himself Yeah, just to have like interesting ways to apply shadows. And he gets into really complex shadows here on our, uh, on our crooked man video. Somebody put a comment, uh, in there it's from Angulem and it was Richard Corbin's like president speech. Like he, I guess he wasn't planning to go, but I think he did go, but, but he, he put this video out and it, it scrolled along like a like a book like a shelf full of his sculptures, mm. and you get to see them in that video. All these different doughy heads and stuff. And I used to think, I like I said it on the channel. Man, some of his characters feel like Play-Doh to me. And like his sculpture, like he's drawing these Play-Doh looking, because they're not the most sophisticated. Right. And they they he drew these little dough people That's into so his cool. comics. This is pretty neat. This is a uh, drawing from a model but kind of showing various breakdowns again of like those relationships in terms of figuring out middles, you know, like start at your top point and bottom point, And then what's the middle point. And it reminds me, Ed, when you talk about watching Neil Adams draw and he put like certain points on the board and then he'd be sort of like filling in and like a figure would emerge. It kind of reminds me of this because that's how he describes it as like two points, your top and your bottom middle point. You know, what is that on the composition? And it's what the amateurs don't do whenever they're like, oh, I'm drawing this eyeball. And it's like, Maybe draw the whole thing first right. and then draw the eyeball. And he really lays it out in a clear, instructive way. Oh, that coquille. Some more coquille. This is, this is, these are wild where it's part figure. And then you get to see like the underdrawing kind of a reverse of what you described about drawing bones and then building out muscles on top. There's a great Instagram that I follow called Cato anatomy. And the guy just draws figures and kind of cross sections off all the stuff kind of like that. It's just so beautiful to watch. Yeah. If you just went through and copied this book every day, do a half hour of just fast drawings and stuff, you'd probably improve. Oh, you know, there's no doubt. And, and like, I go through, uh, I go through this book the least because, because it's so like rigid, mm -hmm. but like the constructive anatomy, like I will draw the whole book. I've drawn that whole book. A lot of times we're going to Muy Bridge territory here. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of reference that, that will provide this type of thing. Um, out, you know, photo reference of like movements and things like that. There's your sculpted back that's uh, challenging. Mashed potatoes. <laughs> I love these like regal old ladies, like straight out of like the '40s with that hair and stuff. How great is the hair when you look closely and it's just like side of the pencil, you know, a couple of dark chisel marks here, and then a couple of the lighter ones, and you've got a uh, full head of hair. Yeah. But I see so much of like the Steve Rude and the Alex Ross drawings in this. Like um, anytime you see Alex Ross pencils, I feel like they kind of look like this. Uh -huh. A lot of uh, side of the pencil stuff to make these marks. It's funny to me, um, a lot of the figure drawing of the women in here, they'll have shoes on. <laughs> so it's like, here's your, here's your, fa your nude figure. Well, except listen, for man, she, doesn't, she doesn't want to be naked. Is that a, uh, <laughs> that fetish? little fetish there. Uh. <laughs> Maybe they had the hammer toes and they were being self-conscious. And again, kind of uh, some of this stuff is about various tools. He also does this over and over typical problem. And it'll be almost like an art director is, is giving you an assignment and then talking about how this applies to some of that, where it'd be like, okay, you're going to rough this figure in, but then you would hire the model. If the, uh, if the client chooses this or that sketch, then you go to the, the fit, the uh, actual, 
having a model reference in the next step. Yeah, and, and we looked at like process stuff from uh, Killing Joke, where Brian Bolland, like his roughs, his roughs are what you would consider to be like a monthly Batman artist looking piece of art. Yeah. And then he's going to take that piece of art, he's going to shoot some photos of himself in different positions, and he's going to elevate that to be that very rigorous Brian Bolland artwork. He mentions this Prismacolor black um, color pencil. Yeah, and he says it uh, doesn't smudge. So if you're doing like the pencil drawings, and we've looked at videos recently of pencil comic books that are reproduced from pencils, and it's like, why isn't that all smudged? Or you're doing that on a light box, like how do you get it that clean? Maybe the tool. Yeah, that's and, something that I hadn't seen before, and he and he calls it out specifically. Yeah, and that, that's what they would want us to use on that uh, Kukil board. It's called stipple paper now. Like like you could go on Amazon and like search stipple paper and get that kind of. I love these because they're uh, ink pen, you know, pen sketches. Did you do any like? Were you doing figure drawing in ink when you were there? No, because like what what we really had to do, man, was loosen up, and and uh, it you just could be looser with that with that pencil because everybody was so <laughs> stiff. So the, kids are uh, stiff. Reclining poses. This to me says volume and uh, gravity. And yeah. we looked at that Steve Rude artist edition not too long ago. And one of my takeaways, and I don't think we said it on on camera, was he does weight. Mm -hmm. Like he, it really feels like those, those characters are being pulled down by gravity. And it's something that, I mean, that's the next level to me. Cause I think of comic book artists as really good figure artists. But then once you start applying gravity, like you're really going to that, that a plus level. So hard, man. <laughs> so hard. It doesn't to look do. like it should be right. Just, just memorize that. seems like that shouldn't be impossible, but boy, it, it's a challenge muscles of the face this is your big jawbone that became very popular and 90s artists would always accentuate that you know like an extra ridge there on the back corner of the jaw right it's when it's when they draw this the square jaw but like the people who can be more sensitive but pay attention to that like i like I, that's something that i notice a lot learned a lot about anatomy drawing red room watching people drawing people get dis dismembered and stuff sure <laughs> gotta get Gotta get that anatomy correct. I pulled a Jack Ham cartooning book whenever I pulled this. Yeah. And um, it's funny because, like, there's tons of this kind of stuff in there, too, but it's through the lens of cartooning. Mm -hmm. You know, so, like, your nose variation would be, like, a square nose, that letter C, Charles Brown nose. You know, like, all these different ways to approach features um, that lie outside of, say, a referenced, realistic approach to it. Here's the chapter that we all need to uh do more kid, kid little kid proportions <laughs> we've seen so many nightmare little kid stuff and then hands of course hands hands and feet both which you will extend to whole books right yeah i mean this is look you could you could fill up a house with drawing books this right. is one of the ones that in comics at least is very revered and talked about, probably in commercial art very much um you know kind of rose above and became very popular so it's cool that it's back in print and um, if you're looking for anatomy, you could do a lot worse than this. Yeah. And I do got to show off my anatomy notebook. Yes, this is, please. This is my high school. It's so uh, good, man. I had this exact uh, tablet. <laughs> this is stupid, too, Jim's anatomy. It's so funny, though, because I did not remember that this was Loomis's book uh -huh. until I, I went through this not too long ago. And we, I think we showed this in a previous video. But I realized this is exactly Loomis. Like, totally. I got hold of the Loomis book before I even knew who Loomis was and would just go through and copy, like, some of these pieces from the book and you can kind of see how impatient I am because this should have been books of this kind of stuff but instead like I'm doing stupid poorly 
stupid uh, action comic moments. It's just, you know, it's what's so funny too is this is such poor paper because yeah. like, like I, had, I had this exact kind of tablet and you can't ink on this and... and... The elbow is never straight and stiff. <laughs> also taking notes as I go through. Hey man, fucking genius. It's, it's so smart. You know, even calling out like the bones and stuff. It's, it's, um, it's funny to see this stuff now because like this would have been 10th grade maybe something around that time and just trying to figure it out like uh like like you've mentioned before ed you just once you decide this is the path it's like so much to try to learn and it's so frustrating in the beginning because you just don't know any of it yeah and i'm gonna put a disclaimer out there to people that like like uh if you have an ambition to like make comics per se fucking also make the comic like yeah. don't don't get so caught up in these how-to books that you become a how-to book fetishist 100 percent. that exists i know those people like some of the people i went to art school with had all these books drawn from the right side of the brain all this kind of stuff and they got so into being like a student of the thing maybe even steve root is kind of still in that in a way man like his sketchbooks are epic from what i understand and you know it's not like he has comics coming out all the time so it's like pick your poison like what are you what's important to you but if you want to make comics make comics and figure this part out along the way or something but don't don't just fetishize it's the best advice yeah because you're never going to get to a point not making comics where you're ready to make comics right like you have to make some bad comics so bite the bullet and dive into those and this is a side yeah this is one of many many tools that you can keep trying to apply as you keep moving forward in the comic making process also there's no way you could tell me that this lettering did not influence seth on like the complete peanuts good call this whole package where it's like three colors or four yeah. colors yeah like i mean this is seth lettering even yeah. this part Good stuff, man. Long time coming. Putting this on the channel. Jim, you good to go? I am. K-Fabers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. King K-Fabers get these videos before anybody else because they are on our Patreon and we deliver them those videos uh, before they see the light of day to Gen Pop. But the vids are brought to you by the books that we make. Jimmy, tell the people what you have. Street Angel. Princess of Poverty is my next book. It'll be out this summer from Image Comics. You can pre-order that one now. It collects all of the Street Angel comics that are not in Street Angel Deadly Squirrel Alive. So together, this will be your complete set of Street Angel comics and a very complimentary, handsome set. I also have Plain Janes and Hulk Grand Design on the stands now. And you can join me on patreon.com slash jimrug to see my latest comics that I've been posting weekly on my Patreon. Hip-Hop Family Tree Omnibus coming to you in time for the holidays this year. 504 pages with 140 pages of additional art and supplemental materials, including a bunch of art that I did specifically for this book. Uh, put in your pre-orders now. We need to know how many of these things to print and get out to the stores in time for Christmas. Uh, there are four volumes of Hip-Hop Family Tree out there. There are uh, two Red Room trade paperbacks, but we're going to begin the last series of Red Room uh, in May, a couple of weeks from now. Red Room Crypto Killers 1. This is the cover. Uh, it'll be coming out on a monthly basis. It's going to be uh, coming out. Uh, the, every story is completely self-contained. Two, two trade paperbacks of that out there. Three trades of uh, X-Men Grand Design and WYSIWYG. Jimmy, tell the people what else we have going on. You can subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts, merchandise, hats, fanny packs, stickers, and more at our spread shop. That link is also under this video. All good stuff, man. Give them those marching orders and we'll be on our way. Make more comics.